Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. Back in the old days, this was a podcast where we watched a Muppet movie two minutes at a time and talked about it a lot. As in the old days, I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Alfie, the Christmas tree who just didn't want to change the podcast. (laughs) It's me, Ryan Rowe. Ryan Rose is back. All right. And and uh, today we are, as I said, not talking about two minutes of anything. We're talking about 49 minutes of John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together. And we are joined by... <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm still thinking, of, I'm still thinking about Ryan being Elfie. Uh. Um, all right, uh, we are talking about all 49 delightful minutes of John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together, and we are joined by the number one Fifi the Doll enthusiast. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, I'm going to be sad if that's actually true. Hi, I'm Beth Cook, also from Tough Pigs. <laughs> oh, what a, what a thrill. Beth, thank you so much for joining us for thank this Thank you one. so much for having me. So, astute listeners might notice that we are way out of chronological order like yeah generally on this podcast we started with the muppet movie and have worked forward in time to there from there to 1994 which is where we left last time when we did uh muppet classic theater so now we're jumping back to 1979 and why are we doing that ryan i i mean because we haven't covered this on the podcast before and we covered the other john denver special and because it's christmas time <laughs> Right, exactly. So after the Muppet movie, we covered Muppets Go Hollywood as a special because it tied into the Muppet movie. And then we moved right into the Great Muppet Caper, skipping this one entirely. But after Caper, we covered uh, Muppets Go Hollywood, or we've covered Muppets Go to the Movies, Fantastic Miss Piggy Show, and John Denver and the Muppets are Rocky Mountain Holiday. Right. Uh, before we did Manhattan. So now it's like this is the only special with these this group of characters. Oh, the only one you haven't like done the yet. The Muppet Show family yeah. of characters that we that we skipped. So it's we're between seasons. It's December. It just felt like we should go back now and and pick it up. And for people still wondering when we're ever going to talk about Follow That Bird and Labyrinth, the answer is maybe someday. <laughs> maybe someday. Well, we yeah, we'll we'll we have we've bandied around some ideas for those movies. Yes. Um, but we did because we did the Dark Crystal, right. which was maybe maybe a mistake because eh. it doesn't really fit the <laughs> theme of our podcast. But uh, this one does because it's all about the the Muppet Show family. Yeah. So before we really get into discussing the special itself, uh, let's talk about what our history is with the special. So Beth, you go first. The first time I saw the special was almost exactly three years ago. I had decided that I wanted to expand my uh, my personal canon of what Muppet stuff I watch every Christmas. And so since then, I've been watching at least one Henson Muppet Christmas thing that's new to me. And... Love it. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know if you want to cut this, but I was taking these notes three years ago saying... That, like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get kicked out of the Tough Pigs forums. I just went on a two-page pro fan fiction rant in the forums. And then I watched that special. And now here it is three years later. And I'm talking about that special 
four tough pigs. Yeah, because you're because you're part of the what game. Story. It's such a surreal, yeah. wonderful journey. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm. S- well, and like it, it, if we had covered this five years ago after the Muppet movie, we couldn't have had you on because we didn't really know That's you. True. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you were posting on the forum, but like we hadn't spoken. Yeah. You know? But so, yeah, I only saw it for the first time three years ago. And since then, it's entered the regular rotation because it's just for me, the, just the right level of delightful and bizarre. <laughs> Sure. So so then the question is, did you know the album before that? I don't think I did. What what happened was I created a, you know, Christmas uh Pandora station and it would occasionally throw in mm. tracks from this, but I didn't grow up with it. Okay, okay. Interesting. All right, Ryan, what's your history with the special and, and the album, I suppose? We really should talk about both of them. Right. I uh, at least for this part, because the album is probably the more prominent piece of of Muppet. And they're pretty different. Yes. Uh, They are. are Yeah, it's true. I think most people, especially people who aren't like big Muppet nerds like us, most people discover the album first because it's just been more accessible over the years. It's been re-released multiple times on CDs and digital and streaming now, I guess. Um, But the TV special, I don't think this ever got a home video release. Is that right? Nope. Correct. Yeah. So not... Not in the U.S. At yeah, least. Um, but I actually did discover the TV special first because I believe they would air it on the Disney Channel uh, back in the days when the Disney Channel was kind of like stuff for all ages, to, stuff for the whole family to to watch together kind of programming. And they would show a lot of old uh, movies and old TV specials and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I saw, I don't think I taped it. I I usually tried to tape anything and everything Muppet that I could find on TV. But um, I do remember watching this on the Disney Channel and just kind of like we all do, just this is a Muppet thing, therefore it's good, right? (laughs) And when I've revisited it, I usually find more to like about it than not. It's only been in the last few years that I've become aware of the portion of the fandom that just is like, Oh, the John Denver special, that's bad, which kind of surprised me. That's interesting because right here on Tough Pigs, Danny Horn and Kynan Barker covered it like 20 years ago. And their review is overwhelmingly negative. It's in one of the My Week. Yeah, but Christmas most of their reviews you know? of everything were overwhelmingly <laughs> negative because that was the... Right. Their, their, their review of Muppet Christmas Carol is overwhelmingly negative. That was the extra yeah. snarky early period of Tough Pigs. Yeah, yeah, Muppet yeah. fans with bad attitudes. <laughs> Right. That was their mandate, was to make as many negative jokes as possible. Sure. So um, I guess I'm the only one who discovered the album first, because I bought it at Elko in about 1998. Hmm. And I didn't see this special until maybe 2010, 2011, okay. for the first time. Um, do you guys know Elko? Or is, is that a regional thing? That's like a... Uh, lo- it's like small towns will have an Elko instead of a Target oh. or a Walmart. Like it's like a, uh, it's like an off-brand discount store. That's funny because I think of small towns as having Walmart. Well, they maybe do, but uh, even I'm smaller about, like, towns, small, <laughs> even smaller towns have a have an Elko or a Pomida. Okay, uh, in the mid in the Midwest, at least. Hmm. Um, I, I I know I'm talking to two non Midwest. Oh no no no! So but I spent the first like- ten years of my life in small town Iowa. Oh, you did. I did. But I have no memory of any 
businesses other than the dance studio that okay. I grew up dancing at. Nice. I was just too young to pay attention to that stuff. Nice. Um, but the the Elko in Mayville, North Dakota, for whatever reason, I think there was a CD re-release of this special in like 97 or 98. And I think that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, I think that might be when I got my copy of sure. it. Sure. And so they had it out with uh, the Christmas albums. I mean, it was right there next to, you know, Faith Hill and and Mariah Carey or whatever. And so I snatched it up. I was so excited. And then that became a thing where I can, I could say every word of that album. I don't know if I can sing them on mm-hmm. pitch, but I can say the words out loud. And this special was like a thing that I knew existed because of, of being online. But it was, I don't know. I, I definitely saw Rocky Mountain Holiday first and didn't like it. Huh. You know, and I, as as we discussed on that episode. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't see Rocky Mountain Holiday until much later. Because that DVD was already out by then. That DVD came out in, in t- yeah. 2004 or something, you know? Yeah, that might have been when I yeah. first saw it. So then I saw this one. I got it. Did you send me this DVD, Ryan? Somebody sent me a, a burned DVD of this in like <laughs> around 2010. Because it says. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe. I, I'm not sure. I wish I knew who the hand. If they're listening, let me know. Because it's. In in like very nice handwriting, it says John Denver and the Muppets, a Christmas together, Merry Christmas, Anthony on the disc. Oh, I don't know that I would have gone to the trouble of writing Merry Christmas, Anthony on the disc. <laughs> right, Sorry. right. Probably not. I, I did hope you had a Merry Christmas that year, of course. I'm, but. I'm sure I did. So if yours is a I saw burned this. copy, what quality is it? Because the version that Poor. I watched on one of the Internet's many tubes was it, mm-hmm. it sounded like I was listening to static underwater. Yeah, most of what's out there is pretty muddy. Right. There's never, I mean, it's like a fifth, fifth, fifth sixth generation copy recorded off TV, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I, I have seen more recently some better quality ones, but I don't know where to get them. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I know that they're out there. I've seen clips and stuff. Um, But yeah, so it's never been released in, in apparently anywhere. I just checked in home video in any format, wow. which is another reason why the album is more prominent. You can buy it, right. you can stream it. That you know. makes more sense. Um, right. So let's get into the special itself, and we'll kind of compare it to the album as we go along the way. The opening of both of them is exactly the same. It's the Twelve Days of Christmas, but it's also not exactly the same because the lineup of characters is not the same yeah. in the two versions. Mm-hmm. Like they are both John and the Muppets singing um, the 12 days of Christmas with the traditional lyrics. These aren't like funny Muppet joke lyrics. There are funny Muppet jokes in it, but the lyrics are not changed. Um, So do we want to go through who's, who does what on each version? Is that worth doing? I think you can run that down. Yeah. Okay. So a partridge and a pear tree is John Denver on both versions. You mean a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> a partridge. He does that like tree. like vocal lesson remembers. Partridge. He does. That's true. Yeah. Two turtle doves is Kermit on the album, but it's Fozzie here on TV. Mm. And who gets to like mess up. He misses his cue a bunch of times, which is one of the jokes. That's not on the album at all. Yep. You know? And then three French hens is Gonzo both times. Four calling huh. birds is Robin both times. Well, okay. So Gonzo... Three French hens. Gonzo's the guy who likes chickens. He's a, so he's, a chick, him... he's a chicken boy. Yeah, he's a okay. well he's a well known chicken boy. Right. Um, and then four calling birds is Robin, who's named after a bird. Ah. Oh, of course. So I think that's why. Huh. And then uh, five gold rings is Miss Piggy, who gets the other big joke, which is the bum 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 thing. Yes, and I'm sure we all do this when we sing along with Twelve Days of Christmas at the holidays, right? Of course. 
I do, yeah. The trick is, though, you she doesn't start doing it until 10. Mm-hmm. So then right. it's like the, the rule of threes in comedy. It's the, the first time she sets it up. The second time she does it even more dramatically and everybody kind of stares at her. The third time, everybody else turns and does everybody the does it with her. And there's even yeah. a slight difference in that on the album version. On the album, she starts it at nine. Oh. And by 11, she does it like more, that more like enthusiastic, brassy, like ba-da-bum-bum. But she you know, you don't get the the visual effect of right because because right. Piggy's into it. She's oh, yes. like very animated here. It's great. Yeah, I think it's so not surprising that, uh, as is often the case, Frank Oz is the MVP of this special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and specifically as Piggy because Piggy is all over this and she's just great. Right. The other uh, M- Muppets don't get, and the other F- Frank Oz characters don't really get a ton to do here. Yeah, but Piggy sure does. And the the others get some moments as like I said, Fozzie kind of gets the other the other running gag here, mm-hmm. and then six geese a laying is so wait six geese a laying is scooter up? yes six geese a laying is scooter but Fozzie is seven swans is swimming on TV not on the album right that's right. how I remember I wrote, on the yeah, album I wrote it down wrong yes on the <laughs> album Fozzie is two turtle doves and yes. Kermit is that on TV yes that's what I meant to say. Because Seven Swans is Swimming then is Fozzie on TV, but it's Lou Zealand on the album. Yep. Uh, who's not in the song on TV at all. Right. And then that's the that's the cue that Fozzie keeps missing. And Rolf is Eight Maids of Milking both times. Which cuts to him in a, in a separate shot. He's, he exists in his own little sphere of existence playing the piano right. every He's time sitting it, at the piano, it goes to yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nine Ladies Dancing is Bunsen and Beaker on the album. Because you hear me, 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 right? Sure. But on TV, it's Janice. Janice pops in. Ah, uh, yeah, nice. Very, very jaunty hat. We and, love Muppets in winter wear. And they all, we should say that during this they song. All look They're great. All, they all like, they yes. all like holly berries in their hats and scarves and stuff. <laughs> it's great. Um, Ten Lords of Leaping is Statler and Waldorf both times. Sure. Eleven Pipers Piping is Beauregard on the album, but Bo gets left out here because it's oh. Floyd. Yeah, Bo's not even in this, is he? Nope. I don't think Bo's in it at mm. all, yeah. And then finally, 12 Drummers Drumming is on the album Kermit. That's Kermit's, like, makes the final entrance. But on Animal, on TV, it's Animal going, Twa, drama, drama. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is really it's funny. It's surprising that it wasn't Animal on the album. Like, because they seem to have put some thought into some of these. So who do we get to do the line about drummers? Hmm, let's think. Oh, Kermit. That's, that's the most natural. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, that famous drummer, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I get that you have to use Kermit for either the beginning of the song or the end of the song. Yeah, I guess. You yeah. can't have him come in on eight. Right. Right, right. Yeah. So if you've already used that spot for two turtle doves with Fozzie, which also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I like the special version better than the album. It's better. Yeah, I it's, think so. Well, it's better because yeah. of the added jokes and and because of the placement of characters. And uh, we maybe we should probably also mention that Jimmy Fallon recreated this with yes. the Muppets on his show in the early 2010s on the, on the, when he was on uh late night, late night, not yeah. the tonight show. Yeah. Um, and it was and pretty this, similar. Yeah. It was just basically the same bit, but it was one of those things where it's like, Hey, remember this? That's, that's oh, yeah. comedy, you yeah. know, from, <laughs> but, and I guess he kind of falls into the demographic where he probably saw this on TV as a kid. Yeah. He would have been like around, Eight or nine when this aired, probably. Yeah, that right? Is that right. about right? Sure. Something like that. 
Is, now I'm now I'm questioning how old Jimmy Fallon is. Maybe a little younger than that. He might be younger <laughs> than that. Yeah, let's see. He was born in 1974, so he was five when this aired. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then, so after that, we cut to the opening. Well, a- any other thoughts about 12 Days of Christmas before we move? Not as it relates to this special. Uh, I just like... <laughs> sure. <laughs> in one of the shots of, of Ralph, he does uh, a glissando playing down the keys of the the piano. And then when, when he gets to the end, he kind of falls off his piano bench and out of the shot. That's funny. Yeah, that's good. Uh, then we get to the opening credits where we see a sticker being put on some sort of a trunk. It says John Denver and the Muppets, the Christmas together, which I, it's weird. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it says with John's special guest stars. Well, it's starring John Denver. So that's telling you right up front, like manage your expectations, Muppet. <laughs> yeah. It, cause, it, Cause it really is a John Denver special. Yeah. I mean, at heart, like he gets to do a couple of songs without them. And, and it says John's special guest stars. And then it lists precisely seven Muppets, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Floyd, which I think is interesting that Floyd gets billing in the open credits. Yeah. Scooter and Rolf. Now, all of those characters do, in fact, appear in this special. But we saw others besides them in the opening number. Right. You know, like we already know there's going to be more Muppets. I don't know why, how they landed on that group. No, I don't really understand it. And, you know, I'm uh, the kind of, of... Uh, movie and TV nerd who thinks about billing order. So I'm also thinking like, okay, it makes sense. Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo as the first four in that order. Yeah. And then Floyd and then Scooter and then Ralph. It's like, okay, but I guess like Scooter seems a little, Scooter and Ralph actually are a little bit more featured, but it does say and Ralph, which tends to be like and the Ralph, sort of prestigious yeah. credit. So, you know, this is a, he's a veteran of TV from the Jimmy Dean show and everything. So maybe that's why he gets that special credit. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I feel like Floyd and Scooter are getting Jerry Nelson and Richard Hunt in the opening credits, you, you know, uh, like, I yeah. don't, I don't know okay. that that's why, but it's like of the, of the seven characters, all five of the main performers are represented. Right. Two, mm. two Frank Oz characters, two Jim Henson characters, one Dave, one Jerry, one Richard. <laughs> okay. You know? So if you, yeah, if you credited Janice and Beaker, then that would be lopsided. Like then Jerry only yeah, has one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Right. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But speaking of Jerry though, then next we go into like a, a writing room. It's like a, they're sitting at a conference table. We see all the Muppets sitting in a conference room. That's how the, <laughs> yeah. the special proper starts. And, but we see like Swedish Chef, New Zealand, like many other characters who are not listed in that opening are like right. sitting at the table now, you know? Yeah. And, and so many paper airplanes flying in from off screen. Who is throwing these paper airplanes? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Crazy Harry? He's not in there. Sure, let's okay. say let's say Crazy Harry. Yeah. He's, Crazy Harry plays with aerodynamics, right? <laughs> um. So Kermit is running through a read-through of the script, which I really like. I don't know that we've ever seen the Muppets doing a read-through of a script before. Hmm. Before this. I guess not. I mean, they read the screenplay in the Muppet movie, and we see them kind of in a a TV studio in the Fantastic Miss Piggy show. But no, not like this. Right. And we don't really get to see it here, but like they're about to, and that's a fun idea, Yeah, I think. Uh, But then John Denver walks in. And asks how the script is coming, can't understand the Swedish chef, you know. And then Floyd, they they all start kind of complaining. Floyd complains that the band doesn't have a number. Yeah. Now, I have a question for the two of you. Mm-hmm. If the band did have a number in this special, what do you imagine it would be? 
gee, could it be Little Saint Nick? Oh, that's a great idea. That is such an obvious answer. Inexplicable why it's not here. Well, that's the... And and that I feel like that's the biggest complaint people specific complaint people make about this special, right? Oh. Is that there's like all this like John Denver heavy stuff, but the Electric Mayhem doesn't get to do Little Saint Nick, which they do on the album. Of right. Course. It's a it's a Christmas classic. And I don't know if it was if it was a rights issue or or what, or they mm. just didn't have like a visual idea for it or or what. But it's not here and it's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what could it be? Just have the band do the song and John Denver dressed as Santa driving a sports car or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, driving a little bobsled, right? Isn't that, well, isn't that yeah, what the line okay. is? A little bobsled, they call it Old St. Nick. Isn't that what they yeah. say? Yeah. It's weird. It's weird that it's a bobsled. Yeah, it's a great song. I don't really exactly uh, know what it's about, but. Yeah, it's about how Santa's sleigh is also named the Little St. Nick. That's what so. it's about. It's yeah. a, it's Oh. I guess I never okay. bothered to look up the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a weird song, but I like it. I, as uh, as we, you and I have discussed before, I'm sure, Ryan, I like the Mayhem version way more than the original Beach Boys version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you I said I like that. the Beach Boys, but that's I not a favorite s- of mine. I think you said that on the Tough Pigs Discord recently, and I thought my instinct was to be like, what? No, come on. <laughs> it's the Beach Boys. But I think I might have to agree with you. Just the, the way that Jerry Nelson... Richard Hunt and Jim Henson just like rip into those lyrics. Yeah. Like they all sound like they're having such a good time. Yeah. Whereas the the Beach Boys kind of sound like they are contractually obligated to make it. <laughs> yeah, I just I think it the mayhem rocks a little bit harder. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I really do. Like I would I would much rather listen to either the Mayhem's Little Saint Nick or like here today. You know, like some like some other Beach Boys song. <laughs> sure. You know, like Put that on the Christmas album. Yeah, put put here today on the Christmas album. Um, uh, so then what happens? Uh, as so often happens in these specials, John notices that Miss Piggy is missing. Where's Miss Piggy? She has to make an entrance all the time. And yeah. we previously discussed that Piggy's entrances kind of got bigger and bigger as these specials went on. Mm. You know, like where she's like, entering on a grand staircase or being like carried in by shirtless men or whatever, you know, in the later <laughs> ones. Um, but so it's nice. It's like interesting to go back and see here where it's just like, she runs in and slams the door. She's being chased by autograph hounds. Exactly. Autograph hounds. And we hear the barking, which I think is a good joke. I yes. think that's very funny. Um, this whole, this whole scene I think is generally very charming, but there's not really a lot of actual jokes in it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of one or two jokes that are repeated, but yeah, I right. know I like it. And the the main one then is that John says the number they're going to do is about peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And Piggy, of course, says, and women. And John's like, well, yeah, that's included. They talk about this for a while. Piggy um, offers biblical evidence that it, like, <laughs> this is quite a, quite a moment. Uh, well, the, she uh, says what, the Bible is filled with women. It's full of this one begat that one. And she's like, she's making a good point. Right. But then she, like, the, what I love is that she kind of like winks at what begatting means. Right. Because she yes. says there's a great deal of goodwill towards women. <laughs> yeah. Miss Piggy's filthy. All right. <laughs> and then everyone's just kind of talking about other, you know, Gonzo's like, oh, what about goodwill towards chickens? Gonzo's like into it. Yep. You know? And um, then we get. And all this stuff. Certainly many people's favorite line in the special. Floyd saying, 
peace on earth, goodwill toward men and women and chickens and bears and Dizzy Gillespie. And Dizzy yeah. Gillespie, <laughs> which is so funny, who, who is, of course, a man. Like, True. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Floyd chose him to, to single out, but it is nice. It's nice for him. And we should say <laughs> M- Muppet Show guest, future Muppet Show guest star, Dizzy Gillespie at this oh, point. Yeah. yeah. I guess he hadn't even when I was, taped it, probably. In, at this he's point. looking at his five, isn't he? Muppet wiki page. I was like, wow, this guy is a real friend of the Muppets. Like, he's got more than the trifecta. Yeah, he was on, he was on Sesame Street a bunch of times, right? Mm-hmm. Ghost of yeah. Fafner Hall, of all things. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> wow. He must, that must have been not too long before he died, right? Like, didn't he die in, like, the early 90s? Uh, 1993, yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah, so he... A few years. Fafner Hall's 89, yeah. Huh. Guess I'll have to watch that one on Roku Channel. Yes. Fire up Ghost of Fafner Hall. Um, Do it. A, a bad show that I wish was enjoyable. Ugh. Like, I want, I want it to be good so much, and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Would love to talk about that more in depth someday. Sure. <laughs> uh, but so anyways, John starts singing song then, and we transition. The song is The Pleasure of Your Company, which is from the 1974 musical The Good Companions. I have never heard of that until, I've never I, heard of it either. until I looked it up on Muppet Wiki for this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a British musical, and you can tell it's a British musical because it's called The Good Companions. <laughs> sure. Like, that would not be the name of an American show, I don't think. Uh, well, it depends but, what so year. Start, I, I suppose so. Yeah, if it was 1932 or something. Right. No, the, oh, 74. Oh, yeah, no way. What would the American um, show be called? Like, Best Pals? There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but as John's singing, we transition from the conference room to John's, like, standing in a white space that looks like the Matrix. <laughs> and then... <laughs> It fills up with a town square set, one building at a time. Yeah. Uh, and then, so then for the whole song, John kind of like wanders around, singing the song, interacts with a few Muppets. Fozzie's a bell ringer. The Swedish chef is cooking something. Mayhem is in marching band uniforms. A lot of human dancers are goofing around. We see some tween ballerinas. Um, and there's a horse-drawn carriage, uh, eventually, like on the set, an actual horse pulling a carriage, not, not a Muppet horse. <laughs> yeah. So what do we think about this? I mean, if I had to pick one musical number t- that to kick out of this, it it would be sure. this one. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I'll have plenty to say later about uh, the whole toy soldier thing. But that one at least is uh, bafflingly amusing. This one is just baffling. Sure. I think a lot of the... Try, this word is overused, but tropes of uh, variety shows at the time of the time are kind of lost to history at this point. So we watch something like this from the late seventies, kind of in isolation. But at the time, there like people had probably seen a lot of variety shows with a lot of musical numbers like this. So it would probably have seemed less strange or less drawn out or whatever it is like they're just you know they're filling time until the next commercial break so what else can we do let's have some ballerinas come out um but yeah you know it could stand to be shorter but it's it's fine it's i I do like how the muppets just pop up all all over this little town square yeah they are everywhere it's fun yeah well and i i think the so much of this special and the problem with doing a podcast about it it is 
this special is best as like background noise. Like mm. if you're if you're decorating your house or playing a game with your family or something, like it's pleasant to have this on and you'll look up, Muppets are on the screen, weird things are happening, the music is pleasant. That's exactly you when know? I watch it, is when yeah. I'm making Christmas cookies. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And but when you like sit here and try to scrutinize it, it's just like, what <laughs> is what is this? Why why, why, why is, is this? any of this happening? Yeah, exactly. It just is. It's just it's yeah. just setting the scene. It's yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, that's right. pretty much it. Oh, but I, I like when uh, the the Swedish chef uh, flips his meatballs out of his skillet and then he starts playing the skillet like a guitar. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, I like that. And almost certainly ad libbed. You know? Oh, I'm sure. I think most. Most Swedish chef hand motions were ad lib, exactly. right? Like, Got exactly. Exactly. So, to some degree. Obviously, the sketches had premises. Yeah. Um, but so then we transition into Piggy's dressing room, where she is on the phone talking to her agent, Bernie, about how she doesn't like the elf sketch that they're going to do. Good old Bernie. Yeah, good old Bernie. And then, do we think that Bernie is canonically Dom DeLuise? Because in the Muppet <laughs> movie, her agent is... Is Marty. Marty, and then yeah. Whenever it's Bernie, I like to think she ended up with So she Dom. fired Marty and hired Dom DeLuise's character? That's, yeah, that's what I've always thought. I mean, he he did give Kermit good advice to go to Hollywood, so yeah. That's true. Sure. Yeah. Man, what I wouldn't give for the other end of that conversation with Dom DeLuise. <laughs> with Dom DeLuise? Yeah, that would have <laughs> been awesome. That would have been good. Um. Yeah, who's obviously did the Muppet Show, but never really worked with the Muppets again after those two, right? It's just yeah, it's just the Muppet Show and the Muppet Movie. Missed opportunity for a very brief cameo. <laughs> yeah, would have been great. Would have been great uh, with John's special guest stars: Kermit, Miss Piggy, <laughs> Fozzie, Gonzo, Ralph, Scooter, Floyd, and, and Dom Delo as Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, she John comes in. She kind of flirts with him. He's confused about it, which I like. Well, so there's there's yeah. one moment that I'm a little bit confused about, about this phone call with Piggy's agent. She says, you know, she she wants a bigger part. Right now, all she has is 20 words. Uh, do you know what 10% of 20 words are? Hmm? Two. And here they are. You're fired. I'm like, wait a minute. That is a good joke. It is a great joke, and I love it. But is he fired, or is he getting her a bigger part? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a threat. Like if, if I think he it's like you're fired if this part, is all I if all yeah, I get is twenty words. Oh, okay. your ten percent will be that you're fired. That like, makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, anyways, she does convince John using her using her feminine wiles. She <laughs> and mostly by which I mean mostly like eventually she annoys him into it. Uh, convinces him to cancel the crummy elf number, and then he, it's going to be something else, but we don't know what yet. He's, he's gonna, gonna work on it. He's gonna work on it. Yeah. The scenes um, with Piggy flirting with John Denver are my favorites because not not because of you know Piggy foisting herself on someone who doesn't want to be with her, which is can make you feel kind of squeaky, but because you can see John Denver barely containing his laughter, like he's <laughs> right, just right. so delighted to be here, no matter what is happening around him. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. you, well, you can tell you can tell that he loves working with the Muppets. Like, yes, I mean, obviously he was he's one of the legendary friends of the Muppets. He did these two specials and albums, and he's on them. He had just been on the Muppet Show. They mention it briefly mm -hmm. in the special, right? P Piggy mentions it, right? She, she does, does, yeah, like, like a, when you were a on rare moment of continuity. Yeah. yeah, but so then now, while John is thinking about what that number is going to be, he goes to his beloved outdoors. Oh, but I, so on the note of, of John Denver having such a great time, the moment 
when she asks him to take off his glasses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's really funny. And he just, you know, is there squinting at her and she does this this long, slow take. He's you can tell he's about to I, he probably does laugh. He's he's about to just crack up, but that's that's so funny and they're both so so good at playing that moment. Yeah. Right. Well and and as a glasses wearer who works at an elementary school, <laughs> anytime I take my glasses off, kids are like, put your glasses back on. <laughs> like you look wrong. Just because it like changes your face. Yeah. Like it's it's you you look wrong. Exactly. See, I think some people do look I think some people look more different than others with their glasses off. And yeah. I don't yeah. think you look as different as no, John Denver. But see. Yeah. Yeah. Not but as I, different as I, John Denver does. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't have those beady little eyes like John. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, of all of the things, because she's going on about, you know, flirting with him and, and, and when the joke is that when he takes the glasses off, she does the slow pan to the camera and says, put them back on as right. if, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, now he's worse looking. But yeah, right. of all of the 1970s throwing up on this poor man. The glasses are not the biggest problem. <laughs> sure, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. She should have said, "John, get a haircut." Yeah, that. Well, that that hair was his trademark, though. Yeah, you know. True. I mean, he had he had hair like that until he died, right? No, not quite. I, I guess uh, it was a little. It was a little quite, different but, in the nineties, but yeah, pretty close. Uh, she also calls him Jonathan, and I always like when Piggy calls guest stars by their full first names. Now, right. okay, clarifying question. Uh, cut this out if it's wrong. I thought Jonathan and John were two different names with two different origins. They might be, but I like my best friend from high school, for example, is named Jonathan and has gone by John his whole life. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, sometimes it is. Yeah. I don't know if John Denver's name is Jonathan, is it? Well, Henry Rizzo, John Duchendorf. Yeah. Of yeah. Rizzo yeah, taught us that it's Henry John Duchendorf. So <laughs> he's being entertaining and educational or whatever. It is. Exactly. Uh, so anyways, n- then we find John out in his beloved outdoors. He's a well-known conservationist, environmental yes. enthusiast. Um, and so he's out in the, his beloved outdoors where he finds some Muppet woodland creatures. So And good. then he looks... What? Go ahead, Beth. Oh, just that that's one of my favorite things is when, you know, the Muppets are doing their ridiculous things. And then you get to see something charming and more realistic and... You know, like, oh, it doesn't have to be all slapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think at least one of these is an Emma Otter character not wearing clothing. <laughs> That's very likely. Of, think, that would make sense, yeah. Maybe the, uh, is it Harvey Muskrat? Which one is a Muskrat? Uh, yeah, Harvey Muskrat and Charlie Beaver, I think. Yeah, right? I think maybe it's Harvey Muskrat just not wearing a costume, but looking yeah. more like a real animal. Well, good for him getting a gig. <laughs> yeah, You know, absolutely. I mean, well, here, here's the thing about Harvey Muskrat. He plays regular if the pay's regular. Uh. <laughs> um, so anyways, John looks right into the camera and tells us the story of Elfie, the Christmas tree who didn't want to change the show. And then, uh, and it's it's all kind of one thing. Well, go ahead. You had something to say, Beth? Oh, j- no. Elfie, <laughs> Sum it up first and Elfie? then I'll have opinions. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say that it's it's this and then the song, It's in Every One of Us. Oh, which yeah. are, as far as I can tell, the same recording from the album. Like, mm. yeah, I, I'm not sure if, if that's true, but it's, it sounds like the cadence is exactly the same. Every, every word. I bet you're right. Yeah. You know? So anyways, uh, what are your thoughts about El- about old Alfie, man? Yeah. So when I was, 
you know, when I watched it the first time, I was like, uh-oh, here's a schmaltzy Christmas poem coming on. This is going to be bad. But then I was like, oh, no, this actually, like, the whole message is about, like, hey, you don't have to be Christian in order to be kind, and you don't have to have, you don't have a monopoly on the spirit of Christmas. And so I was sure, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm on board with that message. Is and, that what the message is? <laughs> so... Here's I've heard this so many times, and I every time I'm kind of waiting to 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 get it to really understand it, and I, I still don't think don't there's anything quite. to get. There's no. Okay. It's trying to be a story, and it's failing because. Thank you for making me feel less foolish. There, there are two little journeys that that the <laughs> the thing that is trying to be a story and fails is trying to do. So. First, it's trying to go from like, you know, okay, here's this tree who loves it in the woods. He loves all the critters and things, and he's happy here. Oh, but also he likes Christmas. He likes looking down on the town and and enjoying Christmas. Right. That in and of itself could have been the basis for a story. And then on the flip <laughs> side, you get... Well, yeah, if, if you call it a story, like there's not any action. It's, just, it's right. more of, <laughs> here's who the character is, and here's his inner monologue, the end. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the second half is him going, huh, I wonder if people who have never heard of Christmas are automatically going to hell. <laughs> but <laughs> a politer version of that. And he yes, goes, but then nah, he, but, yeah, they're I fine. Guess, well, well, it's like, yeah, then are he they... Goes, but then he goes, uh, those the people who'd never heard of the Son of God and that made Alfie pause. Did that mean they'd never know of peace on earth or the brotherhood of man or know how to love or how to give? But then he twists it and says, if they can't, no one can. Yeah. So I think that they can, right? Like that's the that's that's what you're saying, but right. That is So the, that means everyone can understand love and brotherhood even if they don't know Christmas. That is the general message that I get from it. My okay. my biggest complaint is that opening line, the Christmas tree who didn't want to change the show. What? <laughs> what show? What is he that, talking about? Yeah, that that sets you up to explain more of a narrative where something is happening. Like, you guys, yeah. he liked living in the woods and playing with squirrels. But he also he liked Christmas. That. Yeah, but he wanted to be a Christmas tree in the woods and, be, like, I think that's the thing, right? He didn't want to be in somebody's house. He wanted to stay in the woods and enjoy Christmas. He wanted both and he got it but, because... But he never he says was, that. We don't yeah. have any evidence either way <laughs> to know whether Alfie wants to be in somebody's living room or not. Yeah, you know he just starts talking I, about, okay, the woods are nice. Oh, and also Christmas in town is nice. Yeah. Yeah, guys, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but he often had dreams of tiny reindeer and a jolly old man in a sleigh. This tree dreams. This is a tree that <laughs> yeah, has sleeping okay, well, yeah, so that he loves Christmas. We got that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the next, what's the second line? What's the next line of the poem after the Christmas tree who just didn't want to change the show? Something, something, snow. He liked in the woods and playing with squirrels. Okay, so that, yeah. He liked bicycles it, it, and snow. <laughs> Okay, so that's why it's it's because he needed Wait, something bicycles to ride with, snow? with show. <laughs> no, it's not. It's icicles. But okay, if you look it up, if you look it up on Google, the lyrics say bicycles and snow. But it's actually oh, that's icicles great. And snow. Somebody yeah. misheard that, or some yeah. bot misheard that. Yeah. Um, so okay, I well, like I'm imagining that we got to that... the bottom of the story of Alfie. That's not actually a story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I I like imagining that Alfie was in a production of The Nutcracker. And didn't want to change that show. <laughs> there you go. Right. That yeah. would be more of a, yeah, that that would be paying that off. When it you would, say yeah. you didn't want to change the show. Change yeah, the what show? show? The Nutcracker. Let me tell you about it. Here's how it went. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I, it, 
the in the uh, previously mentioned article uh, by our friends Danny and Kynan, uh, I don't remember which of them commented on this, but the line when it says that gave Alfie pause, I think it was Danny said, okay, so trees can pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's most of what they do, isn't it? Exactly. You wouldn't really be able to tell when a tree is pausing. So. Yeah. It takes a very long time to say anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. There you go. There you go. I like how the two towers is a three hour movie that would be an hour and 45 minutes if Treebeard spoke at a normal length. Um, <laughs> great movie. Love it. All right. Um, but then, John, so there's no Muppets other than the, the woodland creatures in this whole scene. Because John, then he sings It's in Every One of Us from the movie Big. And <laughs> I, I don't know how you both feel about it. I'm I sorry, from the movie I, Big? No, I think, I, I yeah. don't remember how I first discovered that that song I think it was a, a Muppet fan discovering it and pointing it's it out. It's been too to long us. since I've seen Big. So in the movie Big, there's a scene where Tom Hanks is starting to get wistful for childhood. And he mm-hmm. like walks around and like walks past his old school or walks past a school and sees like kids playing in the playground and just kind of like looks and keeps walking. Mm-hmm. And the score is an instrumental version of It's in Every One of Us. And it's credited. It's listed oh. in the closing credits. And it's weird because that's a song that I associate only with this album and special. Other than right, that, although it wasn't written for this, the special or the album. No, it's well, a few years old. It was written in 1975 yeah, by a, a singer songwriter named Earl Pomerantz. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, so, it is. It is sort of. It takes you out of it a little bit to hear this in the movie Big. Yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> uh, so he sings it, and I think it's lovely. I real. I mean, I like all oh, it's these a lovely song. solo numbers yeah. in this. Yeah, well, we, they we sing all it agree again. this club is formed. <laughs> they sing it again in Rocky Mountain Holiday, and then they sing it again, again in Muppet Family Christmas. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where I think I also pointed out the big connection on the podcast. but I'm sure you did. But then John is still outside, and he runs into Kermit the Frog. And Kermit spends, I feel like, a long time waxing sentimental about the swamp and how much he misses everyone. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's kind of all he says, but it takes him like a minute to say it. And it it doesn't feel like, at least to me, it doesn't feel obnoxiously long and drawn out. Like it feels like a real conversation between yeah. people. Yeah, who are I guess pausing that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Think about things and figure out what they're saying as they're saying it. Yeah. Eventually, I agree. eventually there are a few jokes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and True. also, Kermit crosses his leg, which is a cool puppetry trick. But that also leads to a continuity error, which I had never noticed before. As uh, John Denver is crossing over to Kermit in a wider shot, his legs are already crossed. And then in the close-up of Kermit, Kermit's legs are uncrossed, and then he crosses them. So I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. It just sounds like me being fidgety. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, sure. He just uncrossed his legs in the split second between shots. Yeah, I do that yeah, all the time. Them again. Okay. That's what, that's what Kermit does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then Kermit and John sing The Christmas Wish, which is actually a new song. It was actually written for that album. Hmm. Um, and now it's here in the special. Kermit sings it alone on the album. It's just hmm. Kermit. And here it's a duet with Kermit and John. So when I was listening to compare the special version and the album version, I thought, well, if it's the same song, then I'm just going to mute the the video so that which has terrible audio quality so that I can sure, listen sure. to the album version. And then I got to see John Denver singing with Kermit's voice. Oh, <laughs> That's great. That's great. I shouldn't have done that. 
Um, and I and I like this version. I'm so used to it being just Kermit, mm-hmm. you know. And huh. th- this song is very special to me because it, to me, it kind of sums up like what's so great about every Muppet Christmas project, mm-hmm. which is that the idea that like Christmas is for everyone. We're all celebrating yeah. together. Y- y- you know, I mean, the, you know, the yeah. song has the lyrics about like, if you believe in love, that will be more than enough yeah. for you to come right. and celebrate. You don't even you. have to actually be a person who celebrates or believes in Christmas. You, you're just, you can just come hang out at my, my place. Family. We'll have, yeah. Right. Exactly. yeah. And yeah. that's, that's so Muppety. I feel like, yes, like it's so. such a, and I, I don't know that we sit around talking about this as like one of the classic Kermit songs, but. I kind of feel like we should, you know, mm. like to me, it, it's it's right up there with, with being green and, and it's definitely uh, got the right vibe for, for a Muppet classic. Yeah. 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 Sounds like you should write a tough pigs article about it. You know, it. I, sh- <laughs> I really should write a tough pigs article about it. Yeah. Um, there's still think, time before the 25th. Yeah. Maybe I should, you know, I was going to write some, I was going to write year. something about Yancey Woodchuck and I haven't done that either. So oh, that would be good. <laughs> Um, I, I just so the jokes in their little dialogue here. The the one um, Kermit's talking about a little tadpole who used to leap around, saying everything was easy as falling off a log. And one Christmas, he had a terrible accident. John Denver says, "What happened?" He fell off a log. The poor little fellow, he just croaked. And John Denver says, "He died." And Kermit says, "No, he just croaked. Help, help!" He croaked. <laughs> the the first time I saw this when I was a kid, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Well, and and- Jim's, Jim Henson's delivery is so enthusiastic. And John like, Denver is such a good straight man to this. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, they they really, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're having fun. So then they do the song, and then we fade to commercial and back to Miss Piggy's dressing room once again. Who where... is in a different flowy white robe than she was in previously in her dressing room. Is oh. that right? Yep. Huh. Good for her. Good, like, Fashion right? icon. Good for this special that they like had the budget to do it, you know. She probably yeah. already um, had at least one of those in her. I, costume. I suppose so. Yeah, this is this is middle of the fourth season mm, of the yeah. show. Like you know, they they had Miss Piggy costumes to spare. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but I I feel like we do need to discuss what is happening in Miss Piggy's dressing room because Lou Zealand and Beaker are doing her makeup. Those are the makeup artists. Yes. <laughs> how, how do we imagine they got this job? That's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, from from the 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 production standpoint of the special, it's because it's funny for them to be the makeup artists, right? Yes, that is true. within the universe. I have no idea. Well, and especially because like we don't see Beaker paired with other characters who aren't Bunsen. Yeah, not much. Like, no, like yeah. and who, I don't think Bunsen is in this at all. Is he? Huh. I don't he's think he has a album. speaking he's line. In 12 Days of Christmas, yeah. Maybe not. He might be sitting he, he, and he is chatting there. in the group he's scenes. In, in the living room at the end and stuff. Wow. Possibly. Yeah. I genuinely don't remember. Yeah. Right, right. But Beaker is here with his new best friend, <laughs> Lou Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> so maybe they maybe they got into a fight. Maybe Beaker and Bunsen are no. like are maybe Beaker yelled, I'm we're done professionally at him, like Christian Bale, <laughs> but in Beaker language. And then <laughs> And then he became new best friends with New Zealand. Yeah, Lou's I'm like, "Hey, I'll, my friend Lou I'll, I'll throw my boomerang fish at you." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, here they are, and there's not really much more to it than that. I just think it's great. Uh, and then John comes in. John still just says he's not sure what her big number is, which feels like an unnecessary update. I guess we have new viewers, right? Like reminding on, the audience. Yeah. yeah, it's on TV. People maybe like just flipped to it, saw the Muppets, and stopped. 
you know, like they were, yeah, they were watching Starsky and Hutch or whatever on another channel. (laughs) They flipped somewhere else during the commercials and then forgot and came back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then the next number starts happening in Miss Piggy's dressing room and it is Christmas is coming a round that she sings with Lou and Beaker, but then other Muppets join in Gonzo, Rolf, Floyd, Zoot. And this is one where I think the album clearly wins. I don't know how you two feel about it. Why do you say that? Because on the album, it's very clean and it's like a well-executed song that you can listen to. Mm. And See, I love the chaos of it here. Sure. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The, yeah. I do like the, the visual chaos of it. And at the end, Piggy gets a, you know, she gets more into it in, you know, not just not noticing that everyone else has stopped singing, but genuinely not caring. She right. gets, don't sure, sure. stop yeah, me yeah. now. Right, um, right. Yeah, she, you're right. She she doesn't do don't stop me now on the album. She, she but, does keep singing and Gonzo has to tell her it's done. Right. But. Yeah, that version is much shorter on the album, that moment. Yeah. But I think the album wins because of the first time that she says the goose is getting fat. You hear Gonzo say, Nice. Yeah, that rules. That <laughs> As rules. someone on the internet commented, it is canonical that not only does Gonzo date birds, he likes them thick. It's mm. it's true. Yeah, there you go. That rules. It's so good. Um, and just so on the album, it's it's Piggy, and then she in, she addresses the other singers by name, which is Robin, Gonzo, Scooter. This is what we're going to sing. Yeah, it's just those and three. It's just those three. And so it's just like a four part round that until Miss Piggy doesn't stop at the end is like, they're just singing around. And it's just, for me, it's just fun to hear those characters, like to hear them just singing this song and doing a great job. But the special is definitely its own, its own kind of of fun. Also, I, this just makes me laugh because there's so many Muppets who come in out of nowhere. They start singing the song. Right. And, oh, and then also Beaker suddenly has maracas out of yeah. nowhere that he's playing. And then, the, yeah, these the, the band members come in. And it's it's such a crowded shot already. But then, like, Janice and Floyd and Zoot just pass directly in front of the camera. And, and Zoot, I think, is not even singing. It just looks like he's kind of wandering into the <laughs> shot. And he's not even yeah, that's lit. Funny. He's not even in focus. It's just Zoot just ended up there somehow. He doesn't even know how he got there. Did anyone else get the sense that this was a very crowded set with not a lot of room to do great puppetry in, in group scenes? I think you're right. Yes. Okay. Well, in this scene, for sure, yeah. Because well, I think I mean this two is not a normal I, Muppet set, right? Like, yeah, right. And there were two instances that I noted later of, you know, these incredible you know, top of their game puppeteers, like their puppets accidentally like brushing each other. Oh yeah, like oh, their yeah, faces. Yeah, yeah. That happens. It happens at the end of this, right? When when Gonzo's nose gets stuck in Piggy's hair. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. No, I was thinking about at the very end. Um. The the last song that big groups sing, Scooter's nose accidentally brushes Robin's foot, oh. and then oh. Statler and Waldorf accidentally brush their faces together. It's oh, it's just a, it, a very crowded feel. Yeah, sure, but I like yeah. how they because Gonzo actually just plays it off. He he pulls Piggy's hair off of his nose, and then you can actually see him kind of go like. Piggy's yeah, Piggy, you know, going to fix her hair is is yeah, a yeah. long-standing joke. Yeah, it, they just roll with right. it. Yeah, yeah, it's, they 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 make it feel natural. Um. So next up, 
back on the town square set, John Denver by himself sings A Baby Just Like You, a song that he wrote for his son, Zachary, who gets mentioned by name in the song. Yes, I think a lot of us probably think of this song as being called Merry Christmas, Little Zachary. Merry Christmas, Little Zachary, right? Um, but this this is one of those things where there's no there's no Muppets in. This too sounds like the same recording as the album to me. Uh. And there's no Muppets in it, but like because I've had this Muppet album since I was in middle school, this song is like imprinted on my soul. Mm. We we I was at my parents' house for Thanksgiving. My dad's all time favorite band is the Carpenters, right? And he had the the Amazon Music playing the Carpenters Christmas album. And when it ended, it was like more music like this started playing, right? And a baby just like you came on. Aww. And I I started singing along, and my dad was like astounded that I knew all the words. Aww. He was just like, he was just like, why do you know this? And I said, That's that's from John Denver and the Muppets, a Christmas together. And he's like, I, I should have figured. You know, like I mean, as soon as I said it, he's like, Yeah, oh, yeah of course. He doesn't know but, you're a huge John Denver fan. Yeah, he knows I love John Denver. Now, according um, to Muppet Wiki, uh, it says Denver wrote the song at the request of Frank Sinatra on the occasion of the birth of his first grandchild, Nancy Sinatra's daughter, Angela. When Denver recorded the song, he substituted the name of his then infant oh, son, Zachary. Sure. Yeah, so it was Merry not... Christmas, little Angela for, yeah. for Frank. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good thing they both had three syllable names. <laughs> yeah. I was but just thinking Angela do... feels more thematic about Christmas and angels but mm. right yeah 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 but you do, you do have five syllables to play with true right like you know because you don't need little you know if it was oh, yeah you, you know if you're if you're singing it about me you could say merry christmas anthony frederick if you wanted <laughs> not little anthony <laughs> not little well, anthony <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what if if your name was fred then merry christmas little my da- fred would be my dad's name is to... my dad's name is fred so I would oh, say, so... I would say, Merry Christmas, little Frederick Paul. That's what I'd say to my dad. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. so you can you can make it work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, little your you name can't, here. You're, you're you're you have like seven middle names, Ryan. So I couldn't sing it to you. <laughs> I have two middle names. You have two middle names. That's what I meant. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, a baby just like you. But then next, it's John. It's another. It's it's another like slow song. In a row. It's two in a row here. It's Baby Just Like You. And then Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which he sings with Rolf. Rolf at the piano, John Denver. They're singing together. I love this. I think it's, I think it's. I don't know what else you can say. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot to say. Beth. Oh, oh, excellent. Please share. (laughs) So I, uh, I re-listened to the episode of, uh, Moving Right Along where y'all talked about this in, uh, Muppet Family Christmas. And, it had uh, recently come up in my memory, specifically about the, the the original or sad version of the song, and then the newer, happier version of from the song that Meet most people knew. Yeah, so yeah, the, the original is from the movie Meet Me in St. Louis, which is great. Everybody go watch it. Um, and sung absolutely wonderfully by Judy Garland. And in in that movie, it's a very sad point in the story you know they're they're moving away everyone's sad and they so instead of from now on our troubles will be out of sight it's next year all our troubles Mm -hmm. will be out of sight but that line i can almost like okay whatever it's close enough the line 
that they changed that changes the entire meaning of the song. Uh, you know, in the happy version, it's hang a shining star upon the highest bough. And in the original, it's until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. Yeah, which is incredibly different. Incredibly yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. And so, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> I was looking back on this old um, Facebook conversation and a friend of a friend commented, <laughs> you're going to have to bleep the end of this, but okay. it's worth it. I have very strong feelings about the versions of this song. Let's see. Um, the whole effect is to take a beautiful, hopeful, emotionally complicated song that anyone who is sad or lonely can feel seen by and turn it into yet another song where everything is happy and perfect. And if it isn't, then you don't get to feel any connection to it. The Meet Me in St. Louis version is the gentle anthem we've all needed to get through the last two years. This is 2021. The last two years of bewildering, complicated, and distant holidays, and however many years of those there may be to come on either an individual or a collective level. The highest bow. It's muddling season. <laughs> that rules. That <laughs> said, oh man, I am going to put the highest bow it's muddling season on a christmas embroidery sampler <laughs> and hang it on my wall forever i love it um we should also mention that the revised lyrics exist because frank sinatra didn't want to sing the sad version like mm -hmm. frank sinatra again. frank sinatra in 1957 same guy little little angela's grandfather himself <laughs> he he went to hugh martin who co-wrote the song and asked him to write new lyrics so that frank sinatra could do like a swing in a swing in version yeah and so, yeah. like, when it comes to Christmas songs, I'm in, like, kind of one of two camps. If it's, like, slow and pretty, then for me, the lyrics have to be, like, meaningful and important. And mm -hmm. if it's if it's a rock and bop, you can have the most insipid lyrics you want. I don't care. I will sing along to All I Want for Christmas is You all day long. Sure. Uh, the latest one that I've been enjoying is uh, Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree. It's absolutely stuck in my head. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah very catchy song. I think song. that one might be on its way to becoming the, it's like the next one to kind of officially break into the Christmas. Yeah, I feel, mm -hmm. I feel like it's everywhere lately. Yeah. 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 And so, I don't know. For me, I feel like the happy version of this song just loses so much, especially when, you know, if you're, if you're going through a really tough time at Christmas, there aren't that many songs that you can latch on to and it feels like this is one that didn't need to be stripped of that yeah sure sure <clears throat> it can be kind of emotionally helpful to have something like the sad version to kind of commiserate with like i'm not the only one who's feeling these things around the holidays yeah so i actually went yeah. back through um because on on the previous time when you were talking about this song you said like oh my god the muppets have covered it like a, a ton of different times you know mm -hmm. jimmy dean show and and good morning america and and uh saturday night live bob Hope Fred did it with candace bergen like the yeah and red christmas so i i went oh, through yeah. and i tried to find you know clips of as many of those as i could and mm -hmm. for every single one that i found they do sing the happy version and i thought man if anyone could have done justice to the sad version it would have been john denver and rolf alone on yeah, a dark stage with a spotlight yeah, piano. It's, it's it's weird that they don't do it. Um, I I probably said this in the in the Muppet Family Christmas episode, but the one that I love, one of my favorite versions of that song is Ella Fitzgerald's version. Yeah. Because she does the sad lyrics, but it's an upbeat and happy arrangement. 
It's kind like of exciting like, when you hear the sad lyric on, on, a, yeah. on a version on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause, cause it's like Ella just like, just like excitedly bopping her way through, you, you know, um, someday soon we all will be together. Mm-hmm. Right. Not from now on or whatever. And it's great. Man, Ella Fitzgerald rules. Oh, yeah. She should have worked with the Muppets. She was around. Anyways, hmm. um, what else happens in this special? Oh, yeah. Right after that song, Miss Piggy runs in. Oh, I just, I, I probably said this also when we talked about it on the on Muppet Family Christmas, but uh, it ends with uh, Ralph plinking out a few notes of Jingle Bells. Every yeah. time I hear any version of this song, I kind of am hoping to hear those ding, 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 Aww. ding, ding, ding. ding. Well, and it, it never does except for this one. Right. And that feels like um, a song I just wrote about today, uh, River by Joni Mitchell. Mm. Be- begins yeah. and ends with a, with a minor key version of Jingle Bells that sounds a lot That's like. That's right. Which okay. is another an, another song about having a hard time uh, mm-hmm. in, at, at Christmas, you know? It's about yeah. how she's lonely and sad, selfish and sad at Christmas. Man, what a great <laughs> song. We should, we should listen to that. All right. She doesn't so, want to muddle through. She just wants to skate away. She just wants, she wishes she had a river she could skate away on. Yeah. The big one for me is Winter Song by Sarah Bareilles and Ingrid Michaelson. Like, oh, I don't know what I don't think. Oh, God. Like, if you're, if you're grieving at that time of year, it will, it will make you sob. Sure. I'll check it out. Thank you. Uh, but what happens here is that Piggy runs in to complain because she heard that Fifi is starring in the big production number. And John Denver's all like, uh, what? You're Fifi, Miss Piggy. Of course. Who is Fifi? Yeah. Who is Fifi? And he's like, you are Fifi. Um, so then, then it becomes the toy soldier scene because, oh yeah, he says your Fifi. And then she says, Fifi is not me. Fifi is moi, which doesn't make any sense because he didn't say me. He just said, Fifi. I guess he could should have said Fifi is vu. Right? Well, I like, think he said Fifi is v- you. And then she takes a minute to absorb it. Like Fifi is me. And then turns it around. No, Fifi is not me. Fifi is moi. Like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. going to take this thing you've just given me and make it bigger. I'm, I'm, I'm going to own it. Yeah. 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 And then we get, he's laughing and clapping his hands and says, I can't wait. It's just <laughs> yeah. such a genuine moment. He's, he's having such a great time. Um, and then we see a box for like a long time. <laughs> I feel like it's a, a long gift time of under a, a Christmas gift tree. wrapped box. Yeah. But then it opens up. Who's inside? An endless stream of toy soldiers played by adult men. Not, <laughs> I, I think not at least the one Muppets. of them is a woman. Oh, is that right? Okay, at but least not one. Muppets. Humans. Played by humans, anyways. Yes, yes, humans. Uh, but one of them is John Denver. And then we watch them march for like an hour. <laughs> and they all sing the song Camaraderie. And guess what musical it's from? Hey, Ryan, what musical is it from? Well, it's not from Best Pals. It's from the British musical, The Good Companions. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, they must have gotten a good deal on songs from The Good Companions. From The Good Companions, yeah. It's not from The Particular Visitor? <laughs> <laughs> Beth, you're our particular visitor today. Yay! This week, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but so this song just goes on for a long time. Like you I don't, know, there's a, I'm not there's into a, it. A, a a seed of a joke here, which is that John Denver's toy soldier is not quite in sync with the others, right? But it's there's not enough to actually make it funny. Like he's just a little bit behind them. He marches the wrong direction, but that's not enough for how long it goes on. Yeah, it for how when I you know 
took a look at when the song starts and ends, I was like, oh, it's only three and a half minutes. That's that's not that long. But then I went back and looked at when the entire clip, like the whole scene starts and ends like, oh, no, that's seven minutes. That's too much. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I watched it on one and a half speed. I do recommend that. That's probably <laughs> okay. that's probably better. <laughs> Boy, they um, didn't have that option back in 1979. <laughs> no, you had to watch it on TV. You look, it was either this or Starsky and Hutch or I don't know, probably like the facts of life or something, you know. I'm like, sure we could look up the schedule if we really wanted to bother. Yeah, what, what night would yeah. John Denver and the Muppets at Christmas together. It might have been another holiday special. It probably was. Yeah, I bet. I bet there were other ones on. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. Well, you know what? We should. This would actually be a good time to plug our friends on the Muppeturgy podcast. I, did did I say this before? Because they're doing a so. bonus episode about this same special, uh-huh. and so to learn to definitely learn what was on opposite this. <laughs> listen to oh, their episode. yes to learn the history of the songs. Listen to their episode because they will have. Yeah, we don't. A mm-hmm. lot more of this info than they'll, they will. Yeah, they'll, they'll do they'll, all that research for they'll us. Let us know. So, so thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks, best pals. <laughs> thanks, good, good, good companion. Uh, what, what were you going to say, Beth? Oh, so I was just going to ask: Are toy soldiers inherently Christmassy? Because I yeah, feel like you nut, could... because of the Nutcracker, right? Like, uh, oh, that's why. Oh, I feel like it. It used to be more of a thing than it is now. I forgot about the Nutcracker, and the only other example I could think of was there's a a song on Enya's Christmas album called One Toy Soldier, and I was like, the only other toy soldier thing I could think of is the the Steadfast Tin Soldier, but I don't think that's a Christmas story, and so I was like, do kids only get toy soldiers as presents at Christmas? I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's it's the Nutcracker. I really do. That makes sense. It's like a prominent thing in that Christmas story, you know? I'm pretty sure the Radio City Rockettes do a toy soldier number in there because it's spectacular. Sense. Also, mm. like like precision marching or precision yeah. dancing kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, but so that's the end of this song is not the end of this number because then John yells, "Wait for me, Fifi!" Yeah, because the toy soldiers are have been called off to war. Yeah, yeah. like you, they all kind of march away, and then you hear the sounds of like cannons and gunfire. Yeah, they're all they're off murdering. I guess so. And then uh, Miss Piggy is Fifi, and Fifi is a doll, as it turns out. I don't think we knew that until this moment. Uh, she climbs up out of a box, which, again, I feel like takes a long time mm-hmm. to watch Piggy and crawl yeah, out of Yeah, I this really box. noticed that. There's yeah. at least one shot of what is probably like a, a radio control miniature of when she's first sitting yeah. up in the box. And I thought, wow, did that ever get used again for anything? Did well, they already have wonder- it? Hmm. That must be like brand new in 1979, though. I mean, yeah. this is before the dark. Like, I guess they, you know what, though? They're in some level of pre production on the Dark Crystal. True. So probably they're like developing it for that. Yeah. Y- you know? And if you all you um, have to make her do is just sit up, then that's probably up, not. Yeah. yeah. It's not as complicated yeah. as yeah. making a doozer. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, Maybe this is the step right in between um, the radio controlled Emmett and Ma Otter. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Between that and the doozers, this is this is the necessary missing link. Yeah, that's true, man. Emma, we never covered that either. I guess it Kermit's in it. No, next year. 
Yeah, we'll do. We should. We should. Are are are, are we making that promise? Are we gonna Are we gonna take a break? Um, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> we, we might. We. I don't think we'll be done with Treasure Island, but whatever. No, we won't. Look, but we'll look, see. We'll see. We can put off the end of Muppet Treasure Island to talk about <laughs> Eminem's Joke and Christmas. Hey, we can do whatever we want. We can stop. We can stop in the middle and do a whole season of Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree, two minutes at a time. <laughs> In the middle of Mother Treasure Island, if we wanted to. The perfect tree, the perfect tree. All right. Um, (laughs) What else? Oh, yeah. So Miss Piggy, Fifi, she climbs out of the box and she sings, I will wait for you from Umbrellas of Cherbourg, the the Jacques Demi movie, which have either of you seen Umbrellas of Cherbourg? A movie that has been on my Max watch list since it was HBO Max and I still haven't watched it yet, but I really want to. Here's the thing about that movie. It's brilliant. It is a gorgeous movie. It is a sung through musical in French. And it has like the most dazzling color palette you will ever see in a motion picture. That's Mm. what I always hear about it. And the central love story is beautiful and heart wrenching. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. Wow. But once again, it is in French and I didn't recognize this song. I don't recognize the songs from in English. (laughs) You know, like I never yeah, knew it was from funny. that movie until that I until I read it. Today. Now makes yes. more sense why Piggy gets a just a few bars of Lovey on Rose playing before this. Mm, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's a French song, but uh, yeah, I and it's, it, as Ryan said, it's on Max. If you if you happen to be a person who still has Max, uh, definitely check it out. Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and it's short; it's like ninety minutes. I mean, it's not that long. Hmm. Oh, I should watch it tonight. You you really should. I I would love to hear what you thought of it. Uh, any other thoughts about this one though? Did anyone else notice that all of the toy soldiers have John Denver's identical haircut and color? It looks like they are all wearing John Denver wigs. No, <laughs> I didn't. But I, you know, I but I think it's like they're all supposed to be the same model of soldier or whatever. So I didn't right. even think about it. But so right. John Denver's yeah, the one we? guy not wearing a wig. <laughs> Yeah, how can we make all these toy soldiers look the same? Give them John Denver's hair. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, and then it ends with the slow motion reunion where they're running towards each other. And Piggy stops to look at the camera and says she remembers doing this in a movie somewhere, which is yeah, cute. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Because everybody mo- had just seen that movie. The Muppet movie is only, yeah, six months old or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they crash into each other and he falls into the gift box. And that's the end. It's not the end of the special. It kind of feels like it should be the finale. It could be, yeah, especially because special. that's the production number that they've been building up to. Right, mm-hmm. but there's still like, I don't know what it is, 12 minutes left or something. Yeah. Um. And so now, then after a commercial, it's like we've reset and it's like we're in a new special. Because <laughs> now John, John Denver and the Muppets are gathered in a living room, much like much like the Muppets will later do sans, sans Denver in... Uh, Muppet Family Christmas, right? They're all like sitting True. around singing carols in a living room. With and, the fire and the fireplace, nice big Christmas tree. Yeah. And the song that they sing here is The Peace Carol, which is another one that sounds like the same recording from the album, I think. With John uh, Denver and Scooter. John Denver and Scooter. voices sound great together. I love, it makes me so happy that Scooter gets a featured solo. Yeah. Yes. And it's just this like sweet contemplative thing. And what I what I didn't think about because again I know the album so much better. He sings it directly to Robin. Mm-hmm. He looks hmm. right into Robin's eyes and, and sings this right verse. into his foot for a second. 
Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but, um, but you know, like we know that Jerry Nelson and Richard Hunt were were like best buddies, yeah. you know, and and were were paired up as a duo uh, as often as possible. And so, even though Robin doesn't say anything, it just it feels like a nod to that to to the Jerry and Richard friendship, huh. you know. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just very sweet. Um, the my only complaint with this song is the lyrics that are so the 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 inconsistent grammar structure because the chorus and verse two are just a list of things they're just listing things i was like okay these are all nice things cool verse three is actual sentences more or less and verse one is like a grammatical frankenstein's monster it's trying (laughs) to be a sentence and it doesn't know how (laughs) how does it go so verse one the garment of life be it tattered and torn that makes you think it's going to be the start of a sentence, but then it immediately right. goes to the cloak of the soldier is weathered and worn. But what child is this that was poverty born? That the piece of Christmas day. Born. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like that. What? Okay. What? <laughs> how? Mm. <laughs> it's like they, they took uh, lines from four different previous drafts <laughs> of the song and just put them <laughs> together. These are all nice right. imagery, but yeah. the, the other one that sticks out to me is, um, the line, a faith that can hobble an ocean of tears. How do you, how do you hobble an ocean? I but I think I that's, really I think that's kind of the words. point. I think that's the point though, is that it's like, that's how powerful it is. Huh. Like this thing, this thing that you, like you can bring an ocean to its knees, right? Like, okay. Even, okay. even, even, even the mighty unmoving ocean or whatever, you know, I like, I think it, that's but, what it. That means. does make but more you sense. you said an ocean of tears? Yes. Yeah. Like, an, you know, tears, the yeah. ocean. Because people are, but that crying. does sound like maybe like one one poetic flourish too many, right? <laughs> too many, yeah. <laughs> Just make it a regular old ocean. It doesn't have yeah, but, to be an ocean of tears. But but here's the thing, though, Ryan. If Scooter is singing it at you, you never thought about it because it sounds gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you, you, you know I, I what never, I mean? Like, yeah. we're the only people thinking about it too much. Right. right. Exactly. As we're talking about that's it a lot. That's what we do here. Yeah. Um. So that's the peace carol, and then the next thing is John is like. This is a special time of year. You ever heard about the nativity? <laughs> and then he tells the nativity story. Like he, it's basically the nat- biblical nativity account from the book of Luke, essentially. And we see them, Mary and Joseph, and eventually the Christ child and the wise men and shepherds and all that stuff as puppets. And they're not Muppety at all. Like they look like we know that Jim was more into like was really interested in like European theater puppets around this time. Mm. And that's what they seem much more influenced by. Like these are not Muppety characters at all. Uh, According to Muppet Wiki, Jim said that they were the first serious puppets that they'd ever made, which kind of surprises me because I guess I always think of the Muppets having at least one serious aspect to them, starting with the Muppet show. Like, um, yeah, yeah. That there would, you know, always be at least one, you know, not necessarily every episode, but often enough that you're like, oh, okay, we're having a, a serious moment with serious puppets. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could make a case for the African masks from the Harry Belafonte episode. Like, yeah. Right. There were a few things like that. Yeah. Or even like the woodland creatures and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the more naturalistic. Though, right. I mean, like in the in the Bob Hope episode when they do. Um, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. And it's like, obviously it still has jokes in it, but like, that's a very serious number. And those 
right. those puppets aren't that abstract. I don't know. Which, of course, is also, all that stuff is in the scene in Celebration of 30 Years, where Kermit says right. he likes it when the Muppets aren't funny, and Robin says, I blame the writers for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is great. That's so good. Uh, but these puppets look really good. Yeah. They do. I really like them. I think they're really cool. Um, I think this is a, a really cool, I, they probably never would have done this if they hadn't been doing the special with John Denver, who is mm. probably more into the the religious aspects of Christmas, but yeah, right. they did it. It, it looks really good. Yeah. Right. And um, I guess we should note also that during the, this, we hear snippets of a few different like Christmas hymns, mm-hmm. the little town of Bethlehem, first Noel, we three Kings and joy to the world. And they're not sung by the Muppets. It doesn't like, they're just like a choir. Like, I yeah. don't think that's the Muppet performers singing any of them. No, I, I went back and listened to this again to see if I could detect any Muppet voices, but I don't think any of them are there. Yeah. But I loved, I think this is so great. I love it so much. Yeah. yeah um, I, I'm usually not a fan of, of so i know this is odd to say about christmas which is a religious holiday but you know i've been celebrating it secularly for a while and so i usually don't watch stuff with explicitly religious stuff in it but this is one that i enjoy specifically because it's got that same energy as you know um the christmas wish and uh whatever the moral of alfie is that like yeah, right, you know, right, right. hey here's this this cool story about this magical child isn't that neat and yeah, yeah, yeah sure <laughs> i feel like there's kind of like a spectrum of you know if you're gonna include explicitly religious stuff in your christmas special then this is like on the on the comfy end of the spectrum of like hey we're just being nice about it we're not shoving it down your throat and then the other end of the spectrum is kirk cameron saving christmas <laughs> Saving Christmas is the weirdest movie I've ever seen because I've never seen it. it. Ryan, it's a movie about how commercialism is good. And if you stack up all your presents, it looks like the skyline of Bethlehem or something like, like, and St. Nicholas was a badass who would beat up pagans. Right, right. Like, like I went into this thing fully expecting it to be a movie about how like the commercialization of Christmas has gotten out of hand. And instead it's a movie about how the commercialization of Christmas is like good and should be celebrated. And that's actually what Christmas is all about and what God wants. So I was Brian, I, I think, you know how big of a deal it is when I say my mom found it morally repulsive. (laughs) Ah, Who loves Kirk Cameron. Like, Firmly in the tank for Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Was like, was like watched it and said that was a little wacky. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. If she said that was a little wacky, that's Uh like, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got my (laughs) brother-in-law who showed us all this special one Christmas as we (laughs) sat there in amused horror. And then the next year bought us all copies on DVD. (laughs) (laughs) I would say on the, like you know so good it's bad this one is so good it's so bad a lot of christmas specials are so bad it's good and this one is so bad it's amazing yeah yeah Hmm. yeah um yeah wow i did not that was not a topic i expected was going to come up today (laughs) um (laughs) uh, well but meanwhile here in this scene of the john denver special you can 
if you choose to, you can just watch the sequence and enjoy the artistry of the the puppetry and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, I, I, this is going to sound schmaltzy. I don't know, man. What, what you described earlier, Beth, like that's the kind of Christian I try to be, you know? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of Christianity, the next song, also a, a religious hymn. It's Silent Night or Still a Knock. And I really love in German. Yeah, I really love that we get the origin story of the song. Yeah, it's I, great. I want it's great. I want more songs to come with, you know, spoken interludes where they talk about where the story came talk from. About where the song? <laughs> yeah, the, the Muppeturgy episode doesn't even need to cover this one because the, the special <laughs> right does there, it. Right? It's also it's also on the album that spoken word interlude. Yes. we should say is right. on the album too. Um, but yeah, so that's they start out singing "Still a Nacht" in German, and then they transition into English. But uh, here they're joined by a children's choir, which they're not on the album. Yeah, well, it's this sort of like surprise twist where we've seen them all sitting in this living room. And actually, I wouldn't have guessed, I'm sure I didn't the first time I saw this, because the Muppets are all sitting on couches and chairs. So the puppeteers must be like inside those couches and chairs. Or in the case of the Swedish chef, he's just standing behind a couch. So I guess they didn't bother to build legs for him. But I guess I wouldn't have thought that this was like a big enough space to hold this big crowd of children. <laughs> yeah, right. like the camera pulls back and it's like, surprise, this room is full of kids. Right. And they're singing too, except some of them are just staring vacantly into space. Oh, there's yeah. some but- <laughs> great moments here. There's this yeah. one kid. <laughs> there's a shot where there's a sweet little girl and she's kind of mouthing just long syllables that she she doesn't know the she's words. Trying. Her mouth is just kind of hanging yeah. open. And then... <laughs> There's little boy who just tilts his head back with his mouth open like he is off on his own adventure. It does not matter what is happening around him. He's somewhere else. Oh, and speaking of tilting your head back, did you notice the shot where it cuts to Kermit and Piggy? Yes! And Kermit just has his head, like, squished to the side. I took a screenshot of that. Yeah. It's such an awkward angle. Why did they The side of his neck is all scrunched up. It is like yeah, I've I've been to parties like that where seating is at a premium, and you're like, all right, it, time to get cozy. Yeah, it, if you told me that was like between takes, and Jim Henson was just resting his hand and like not really right, you know, fully didn't didn't fully have his hand in Kermit's head, I would believe you because it looks so weird. <laughs> huh? I'll have to watch for that next time. After that, everyone wishes Merry Christmas to each other one at a time, like like they're saying good night, and they're the Walton family. And exactly. I really enjoy that. And then they sing We Wish You a Merry Christmas as the credits roll. But on the album, it has it has the jokes. It has it has piggy pudding made with figs and bacon and all that stuff. And it has animals doing Yeah, it has no, won't go. Yeah. Right. And then Floyd like reining him in. Uh and this doesn't have any of that. And I'm d di- i was I mean, I'm disappointed nah. every time, you know, but uh but then it's over and that's the end. John Denver and the Muppets, they did indeed spend a Christmas together. So they did. <laughs> any final thoughts about the special or the album, I uh, guess, before we close? Well, just a few quick things that in the credits. Um, directed by Tony Carmoli, written by Herbert Baker, produced and co-written by uh, Bob Finkel. None of these guys ever worked with the Muppets any other times, which is interesting. I looked them up on IMDb. They're all pretty much just variety show, variety guys, show yeah. guys. Yeah, a few sitcom credits here and there. Yeah, that um, that completely checks out. Herbert Baker does have a writing credit on a special called Keep U.S. Beautiful from 1973 Keep that also U.S. featured. Beautiful. 
Yeah, th- this also featured uh, a scene. It was like a bunch of celebrities doing variety style acts to tell people not to pollute <laughs> and stuff like that. There is one scene in that uh, special where they're... Oh, oh, so Kermit is in it. But then also there's a, a, a number with these Muppets made out of trash talking about oh, polluting and recycling. Sure. So I, I doubt Herbert Baker wrote that sketch, the Muppet people probably wrote it themselves, but that's just an interesting little intersection. Um, And then there's also a credit special material by John Stone, which is interesting. Hmm. I guess they brought him in to write stuff for the Muppets that was maybe a little more Muppety because he was a guy who who knew how to write for Muppets, maybe more than the variety show guys did. And then special musical material and choral direction by Ray Charles. This is almost certainly not Ray Charles the singer, (laughs) but Ray Charles... Uh, the other Ray Charles, who was the music consultant on the last couple seasons of The Muppet Show. I was, I, I was going to say, I love that you phrased it. It's almost certainly not the famous singer, but the I mean, guy who did. Know. But the guy who did this same job on The Muppet Show. Yes, but it, anything is possible. I suppose you're right. It could have been Ray Charles. <laughs> yes, it could have. He was. He did go on Sesame Street, sing yeah. with Kermit oh, on that then, share special. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, the Muppet performers, these are all people we've talked about, except for uh, this name, Philip Huber, who I had to look up. This is his only credit on Muppet Wiki. And it seems like he's mostly a marionettist. He made the marionettes for the movie being John Malkovich. No kidding. Many years after this. Yeah. So I wonder if he was maybe brought in especially for the 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 nativity nativity stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, Beth, any final thoughts? Yeah. My only uh, thing that I wanted to mention that we hadn't talked about yet that's only on the album was, um, who is, is it John Denver and, oh, it's Robin. John Denver and Robin sing When the River oh, yeah, Meets the Sea. Yeah, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. That's not in here. You're right. Yeah. And like, I, partly, like, what an odd choice. And also, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> sing it's it again. So good. <laughs> Well, and and it's like, as, as we've discussed, I mean, you've probably talked about it on your podcast, that Robin, Gobo, and Emma Daughter all basically sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's just like, obviously, Emmett sings it with his mom mm-hmm. in the special. So it really does feel like it's just Emmett and it, like a, a new duet part you mm-hmm. know, on the on the album, because we don't see Robin. And, and that's... That was the year before this or two years? Two years before. That's 77. Mm. Yeah. So still a relatively new song, but from a Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. But although as we've discussed, a Christmas special where none of the songs are like- Mentioned Christmas, yeah. Christmas. Not not one of them. is even like about winter. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a a story that takes place around Christmas, but it's not that Christmas. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I reassured my friends when there was the the showing of- Emmett Otter and the Bells of Frogger Walk, you know, when they were showing that in theaters together oh, a few yeah. years ago. Um, I was reassuring my uh, Jewish friends that it was like, no, this is an appropriate level of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, both of those. I mean, mm-hmm. Bells of Frogger Rock is is not. I mean, I guess they do, do say Christmas because Doc says it. Right. Right. Yeah. Man, Bells of Frogger Rock rules. Um, I guess, yeah, my only other thoughts about, or about like the special as a whole. So <laughs> until we started recording today, I thought this was going to be that the worst of the Muppets thing. I thought like, oh no, Joe can't do this one. 
your recording with Brian and Anthony oh, and said, no. I didn't know it was moving right along. So I was like, oh, prepared no. to defend its honor. <laughs> sure. But I think overall, the reason that it works for me is that you've got these three key ingredients of John Denver, the Muppets, and Christmas. And mm-hmm. each of those things separately can be, you know, varying levels of sincere or hilarious or schmaltzy or exhausting or terrible yeah. or wonderful and poignant and usually a little bit of all of the above to some degree. And so when you get those three things together, it just kind of works. Because, yeah, it is wonderful and poignant and absurd and goes on too long in certain right. places <laughs> and certain other places you want more. And yeah, I think that's why for me, it's it's entered my regular rotation of Henson Christmas stuff. Sure. Awesome. Ryan? Yeah, that's that's a really good way to sum it up. I think it it does probably, there's probably more sincere than any of those other ingredients yeah, in this. It's definitely very sincere. Maybe some people would prefer if it were a little sillier or wackier or had more comedy, but I don't know for, for a Christmas special, it's just, it just feels very warm and cozy and pleasant. Yeah. So I, yeah, I like it. Cozy is also a word that I wrote down to describe the special. Mm, well, yeah. And I think that across the great, vast array of Muppet Christmas specials. Cause there are so many. Mm-hmm. I, I truly love, I treasure. We got one that is just like a cheesy schmaltzy seventies variety special, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's room for that. Yeah. And so it's not, it, like, I, I won't lie. It's not my favorite one. Uh, yeah, like, no. <laughs> sp- spoiler, my, my favorite one is the one we did 24 episodes on <laughs> Muppet family Christmas, but uh, but I, I like it. I try to see it every year and I, I, it's just, it's just like fun to have on. I just like looking at it and hearing it. Yep. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It is nice. But anyway, that is it for today. Next time we come back listeners, it will be the first episode of Muppet Treasure Island. We promise wow. that is, that is what's happening. <laughs> I'm so uh, excited. At, at, we'll at be sailing for last. adventure. We will indeed be sailing for adventure. But in the meantime, you listeners, you can always check out toughpigs.com on the internet. We're on Facebook. We're on Blue Sky. I, I guess we're still on Twitter for now. Um, we we are we have the Tough Pigs Discord, which is now open. And yes, which I, I think is going well. I hope we get we get new members. We've we've got a Pretty lot. Well, we're we're still, you know, kind of figuring a few things out but i think yeah i think it's going pretty it's well. Been, well you know we've got we've had some great conversations going over there and yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it um you can always support us on patreon we would be thrilled about that and you can email us with any of your thoughts on fifi or toy soldiers or the pleasure of our company at moving right along at toughpigs.com you can follow Ryan on Blue Sky at me, Ryan Rowe. You can follow me on Blue Sky at Derwood Clapper. You can follow Ryan on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat and me on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. Beth, where can our listeners find you on the line? <laughs> uh, you can find me occasionally writing stuff for Tough Pigs on social media at Beth Anna Cook. But mostly my big thing is the... Brought to you by toughpigs.com 
companion podcast, Fraggle Talk. Yeah. It is also a, a separate channel, like Move It Right Along, so you got to go subscribe over there. But it is it is a grand old time. We are wrapping up season one, and I am <laughs> just delighted about it. It has been so fun. So I like we should say up front that Ryan and I have both been on the show, so you can hear us both yes. yeah. uh, on one episode, gi- giving our thoughts. But putting that aside, like try- trying to be objective, <laughs> even though obviously I can't. I've I've been on it. It's on our podcast feed. It's so fun. Like <laughs> the 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 three of you, and we knew you. We knew Julia, of course. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't know your friend Adam before yep. before the podcast started. You're all so excited to be talking about Fraggle Rock and you go on tangents that like I, as a listener would never have thought of. And it's- yeah. Because the, I think the three of them are approaching it from different, such different, but complementary approach. Exactly. That's, that's what it's great. Yes. About it. And so, so if you are a fan of Fraggle Rock and want to hear three intelligent and funny people discuss it, uh, you really got to check it out. Sometimes I like Ryan and I, or like I said, or or many other guests who've been on our show have been. One on of the most already. popular episodes was Marooned with Roz, which is that's definitely, my favorite one. Yeah, it's a, it was a great episode. Say it hi did, to Roz for turned, me. <laughs> I sure will. I sure will. Um, yeah, it, that's a great one. So yeah, uh, start there. The the episode Marooned, which featured our yeah. previous guest from our last episode, uh, <laughs> Roz Strand, who lives in you, my house with me. If you're thinking, oh, I, I vaguely remember Fraggle Rock, but I, I don't think I could listen to a podcast about it because I don't remember anything. We keep it spoiler free because Adam is watching for the very first time. So it's the perfect opportunity to watch along with us from the very beginning. Yeah. Which everyone should, because like, if, seriously, if you like the Muppets enough to watch, listen to a podcast about the John Denver special, <laughs> you, you should rewatch Fraggle Rock because you will get a lot out of it. Cause that show is incredible. Well said. All right. So thanks again for being with us today, Beth. And thank you as always to Morgan Davey for designing our logo. Um, I don't, speaking of Morgan, you can buy a t-shirt with her beautiful logo on it at our tea public store, which I forgot to mention. Yeah. We have a lot of other designs. We, we've just got some new ones up recently. Fozzywig and mom is uh, that's, that's the hot t-shirt of the season. Nice. That's a great one. I love it. Actually, Roz owns that one. Uh, we last oh, there year, you go. last year, Roz and I surprised each other with w- one unknown t-shirt from the tough pig store like we knew <laughs> we knew we were each gonna get each other one i got her fozzy wig and mom she got me pete's luncheonette so uh, nice. uh both nice. of which were designed by our friend megan i believe weren't they uh i think so i think so yeah um anyways thank you all for listening give us that positive review you've been meaning to give us to uh everywhere you go every time you have the pleasure of anyone's company recommend moving right along and join us soon a- after the new year for another episode all about Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Jim, 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 or what have you. <laughs> Goodbye. Merry Christmas, listeners. I forgot to say this when we were talking about a Muppet Christmas Carol. Thank you for making me a part of this. 